looking to get a hold of something special. Crossland, Clune with it, drifting across field. Into a carbon sack! No one saw that coming! The countdown is on the big screen. Jam's nasty. Hey, Jam's done good. Just Jerry Evans kicking out towards the wing of Saab, who gets the bounce. Jason Saab, Tom Trebojevic in field. Jason Saab says, leave it to me. I'll go the length. Jason Saab. They should call me Edward Scissorhands. So give a hand to me and my associates. Well, that's just inappropriate. Hello and welcome back to the Fig Jam Dynasty Sports Podcast, NRL edition. I'm your host, Mitch, coach of the classic team, Don't Touch My Heine. Magic round is over and it's in the record books. The Fig Jam team attended all eight games in some sort of capacity. We did miss the last 40 minutes of the last game. Uh, a special shout out to Adrianosaurus Rex. Tipped all these teams and then went and bought shirts to represent each tip that he made. Wore those shirts during the games. Solid effort from him. Tonight I'm joined by the ever-reliable Rowdy Rick, who made his first trip up from Melbourne up to Magic Round, and Tom, who came up from country New South Wales. Yeah, boy. Start with you, Rick. How was your trip? How did you find Brisbane, and how did your week go? Oh, look, the trip was fine uh, once I got there. Had uh, all sorts of hassles with the flights and that kind of stuff, but uh, the weather, weather was a bit wet, but uh, look, the guides were were pretty good, decent, uh, showing us around. Was it Story Bridge and that kind of stuff? So uh, enjoyed enjoyed the uh, the trip up and the uh, the Saturday night drinking session, which I'm still recovering from. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of super coach. Uh, I had a uh, 11.32, which zoomed me up 3,728 spots, up to 4,650. Uh, won 10 out of 10 leagues. And special mention, I won our Big Jam Dynasty game uh, draft, 706 to 591, so another thrashing against uh, Tommy, which is... Proving to be my bunny. Emotional damage. That's a, you just remember, that's you just a remember who's classics. got a ring there, Rick. You just remember who's got a ring. <laughs> I've got um, a ring. It's just not the right one. <laughs> the banter comes out early. It's a solid score for your classic team, though, Rick. Well done. Um, yeah. Tom, how was your uh, your trip up to Brizzy, your weekend, and how did your super coach go? Fucking amazing. Magic round was a shitload better than my super coach. Yeah, look, it wasn't perfect, mate. Just about tuned off super coach, I think. What are we, week 10? That's about enough for me, I reckon. I made it to double digits. Uh, no, how good was magic round, though? It was awesome. Yeah. 
I don't I don't actually remember too much of the games, but everything else was fantastic. The uh, you Brizzy boys put on a show for us, mm. took us out, spoiled us. It was good. It was very good. So big thanks to you and Luke and Ado, because um, yeah, me and me and Rick would have been in all sorts of trouble if you boys weren't there. We wouldn't have known what to do. And Greg, but not forget Greg. He drove us around the first day. Yeah. No, it was good. I would have, would have loved to have a night without the football with you as well, just to sort of get out and do mm. a little bit of exploring and things like that. But maybe, maybe next year. We can we can look at that next year. Um, now we know how it all works. Like, I didn't yeah. I didn't really know what we were expecting. And I didn't know, like, how far it was to a pub when literally it's like, five minutes war which was pretty yeah, cool it's like it's 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 fucking right there um yeah it was it was hard sort of trying to analyze the games as they were going from where we were but it was just so much fun i didn't yeah. care i think i think it had a lot to do with the amount of beer that we were drinking at the time <laughs> Rick and i was a distracted Rick. From... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, I, didn't I, do I was distracted that... in, on saturday night trying to pick up <laughs> Well, you might be a cunning linguist, but I'm a master debater. <laughs> and Friday night. And Saturday night. Well, <laughs> someone was trying to pick up with Mitch, not the other way around. <laughs> someone spotted her on Sunday. She was gone. She was there for about half an hour and then left. Still in the moon so, boot. Um, was it moon, the Canberra, Canberra supporter from Friday mm. night? Yeah, she yeah. was walking around in the moon boot trying to, <laughs> trying to hit on everyone. <laughs> Just wanted, just wanted a little bit of action, mate. Leave her alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was good though. Great weekend. Thanks for coming up, guys. Uh, looking forward to doing the same again next year. Um, we had a very wet, wet uh, rain forecast for the weekend. Fortunately, it didn't quite play out. We're all a little bit worried about how the games and the field would actually hold up with eight games and 300 millimeters of rain. Oh, the weather gods were kind to us and it stopped raining after a little while. Got a couple of little showers Saturday night and not much on Sunday, which was perfect. Um, we'll have a quick little review. Any talking points, you guys definitely jump in, raise your voice, get in over the top of me. Uh, first game was Bulldogs versus the Knights. The Knights getting the win 16 to 6. Uh, high scores of 79 to Bradman Best. Barnett rolled out a 78 and Clemmer rolled out a 70. Uh, game two on the Friday night, Manly were put to pasture in their own home game by the Bulldog, uh, by the Broncos. Uh, 38 unanswered points to the Broncos, high scores of 98 to Adam Reynolds, 94 to Oates, and 79 to Cobo. Uh, game of two halves, Bunnies versus the Warriors. Uh, Bunnies managed to hold on to a 32-30 win after the Warriors' uh, rapid second-half resurgence. Uh, oh, yeah. Top scores... I, I almost I almost walked out twenty minutes in, into that game. <laughs> we we were all worried for you, Rick. We were all worried for you. Why didn't me and Greg and Ado went and sat in a stand undercover where we weren't getting wet like smart people? And why weren't we sitting with you during the first half and then not sitting with you during the second half? We did it the other way around. Mm-hmm. We weren't sitting with you the first half when it was the most fun, <laughs> and then we went and enjoyed you when the Warriors made this massive comeback. Well, you guys went up to get out of the rain and then the rain stopped. Yeah, pretty much did. We had a good state. We were right up in the very, very top. But yeah, there was no one really up there. It was a bit boring. Yeah. No, it was all right. Um, 
Where were we? Bunnies, Warriors, uh, Tani Milne scored 104, AJ 103, and Marcel Montoya 102. Uh, day two continues with the Gold Coast versus the Dragons. Gold Coast winning 20 to 6. Uh, ben Hunt high scoring with 94, along with Firmer 83 and Sexton 81. Yeah, uh, no, one wanted, no one wanted to win it. Everyone was missing field goals and. And Izako dropped that ball up over the line, and so I don't know how he how he uh, got away with that. It was still probably the most entertaining game of the round. I don't think the crowd got more excited for any other game. Like even though it was two absolute beta teams, and they were doing everything they could to lose it. Like every bit of action in overtime, the crowd was like going crazy. So that was a good game. What was the end score? Uh, it finished off being twenty to sixteen. The Gold Coast. Oh yeah, yeah. Try and Golden Point. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is something we don't see very often, and probably the way it should go more often, rather than mm. just the field goal shootouts. Um, if they, they want to do that, just go to penalty goals. <laughs> he scored right next to us too. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, the next game was supposed to be the clash of the year. Uh, <laughs> ever, a lot of people had it as the grand final: uh, Melbourne versus Penrith. Uh, Panthers outscoring Melbourne 32 points to six. Melbourne missing a couple of players, but we sort of all expected something a little bit better than that from them, including Munster. If you heard what he had to say after the game, it wasn't wasn't very nice about Melbourne. He really ripped into them. Uh, Targo's top scores with a 105, Cleary with 85, and Kickow gets an 84. Uh, first game of day three, Sunday. We're all feeling very dusty in this one. Um, we did go out Saturday night, and I think I rolled over at about two o'clock, and I'm I'm walking around my apartment wired on Red Bull still. This that is was ridiculous. Odd. I was playing I was playing footy the next day, and no joke, I reckon I was still pinging from that, from those. I don't know how knocked, I got we, there. we knocked a few back in the last hour of those Red Bulls, and I was like, vodka Red Bull should be illegal. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, for me. Um, the Sharks lost to the Raiders 30 to 10, despite the Raiders only having 12 men to 30 minutes. The Raiders did a little bit of a Sharks on the Sharks. Uh, Warriors fans know what I mean. I quite uh, enjoyed Harley, it. I enjoyed yeah, it. I bet you did. <laughs> Sitting next to Ados for that game was not as painful as I thought. He was. A, he's a good winner. Ados mm. is a good winner. Um, Papali'i scores 90 and takes the top out of this game. Harold Weir and Naira and Seb Chris both scored 68, coming in second and third. Um, I, probably my match of the round was the Roosters versus the Eels. Mm. Um, definitely a cracking game on a Sunday. Roosters come out 31-24. IPAP top scores with 113, Maddo with 107, and Moses with 106. Mm. Last game of the round. Brought the try of the round, in my mm. opinion. Uh, that flick pass from Tuolagi, where he was basically a body length across the sideline and somehow managed to flick it back in. Um, as yeah. expected, the Cowboys down the Tigers 36 to 12. Uh, Tuolagi scored 99, including that incredible try assist. Cotter got 89 and Hiku with 87. That wraps up round 10 magic round, lads. Um, anything else we want to mention before we move on? I missed the last 40 minutes of the Cowboys game. I still managed to not get home till fucking half past nine, 10 o'clock 
because I just was waiting for Ubers. No Uber would come for half an hour, 40 minutes. Then I decided to try those those scooters. And the scooters wouldn't take my weight out. So I ended up walking it up. <laughs> oh, the adventures of Rick. That's good. All right, we'll, we'll move into our Fig Jam 5 and Danger Zone from last week. Um, just keep in mind, these are players that are performing well and we think are worth a look at um, in your classic and draft teams moving forward. It's a beautiful day and I can use a cliche because I am a greatest. Like Cassius Clay. I got the world at my feet and my toe jam's nasty. I'm good just now. Start off with Ryan Madison, 660k. Roll out his 107. He's got a 70 average starting a lot of those games on the bench. He has a, a three-game average of 90. Named to start at lock this week. We've all been waiting for him to get that little green light. He has got it. Um, his PPM is as good as ever. He is definitely worth a look. It's just he's not playing that first buy round, unfortunately. Alex Johnson, 548K, scored 103, currently has a 58-point average. He needs the attacking stats to be relevant in Supercoach, but the bunnies are starting to click, starting to look slick. Um, and that is that left edge is their attacking edge. So as they score points, it will be through Alex Johnson. Adam Reynolds at 682K, uh, rolled out a 98. He's averaging 70. Took a couple of weeks for him to click in, but wow, now that he's clicked in the Broncos, they look like a completely different side. Uh, A-Ray is looking a lot more creative than he ever has been in his, in his NRL career. I think that's sort of forced not having a creative 5'8". Looking really good. If you're looking for an option in your halfback that isn't Moses and isn't Cleary, A-Ray may be the place to go there. I think he was my Joey favorite Marnock. player from the whole weekend. I don't reckon yeah, there was a, like a before you think of an individual performance from the eight games. A Ray stands out, and I think it's daylight second. I can't think of another player that had that big of an impact. Maybe Cody Walker in the first half. It's for South, but like Adam Reynolds just controlled that game. He was freakish how good he was. I mean, I mean Manly were very insipid in that in that game. But that little chip and chase he did, like for what is he, 34 years old or something, like that was just pin perfect. Yeah, he it was awesome. Either it was like a just mm. high chip chip. Uh, a Ray is A Ray's in my head, A Ray's the second best halfback in the NRL at the moment. Um if Cleary mm. goes down injured, I think he's the obvious choice for New South Wales over the likes of Hines. Um I just think Where Mitch Moses. Playing. Can you what about believe? Mitch Moses? Can you believe we picked Mitch Moses over Adam Reynolds or Nico Hines last year? <laughs> disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Um, so Adam Reynolds is a god. Um, well done, Broncos. Bad luck, uh, Bunnies. Joey Manu, 605K, 91 on the weekend, 67-point average. Um, I sort of feel like we're putting, in, putting him in here every second week at the moment. Uh, state of origin coming up. So we know that means he gets time at fullback, which he scores very well in. Definitely worth a look, although keep in mind the Roosters do have a bit of a rough run coming up. Rounding out our Fig Jam 5, we have Ruben Cotter, 556K, scored 89 on the weekend, a 64-point average, which is now bumped up to a 77 three-round average. Um, in my opinion, he's a big chance of a state of origin jumper, which is going to upset a few people counting on him as a number for the buy rounds. I would have bought him in this week, but... I reckon he'll play Origin, so 
It's a bit yeah. hard. And he's got, what is it, increased in, what, 300K in value or something, so you really mm. do feel like you're missing the boat um, bringing he's, him in now. He's Almost. dual, which is the, like, I've still got Randall. I need to get rid of Randall. He was just one I looked at. Yeah. Um, I've got oh, a fair okay. bit of money. And, yeah, but he's going to play Origin, so it's sort of like, oh, is it really worth it? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, fair call. Um, yeah, Greg, your thoughts on Connor? Uh, yeah, well, I think he's almost a keeper. He's uh, got that nice handy jewel to ORF. And uh, if you don't want to go Cook as your second gun hooker, he you could go worse than Cotter. Mm. He's a solid option. Speaking of worse options than Cotter at um, hooker, let's move on to our Kenny Loggins Danger Zone. Danger's my middle name. Kenny goddamn Loggins. Jastavunga. 496k. Rick might be able to shed some light on this. Um, he scored 85 on the weekend. He's averaging 53. Named to start at nine this week in Wade Egan's absence. Now, do we know how long Wade Egan is out for? Uh, one to two weeks. I I still think he will probably nab a spot um, until Curran gets back. I think once Curran gets back, then he'll, he'll probably revert to the bench. Yeah, um, well, yeah that, that, that's what I had. Um, Egan back, uh, Curran back, Torhu's back. So Cur- if not, not this week or next week, the minutes will dry up in the middle there in the Warriors. Curran's had a setback with his injury, so he's another four to six weeks away. Okay. So you might, get, actually, might get a little bit of value out of it. I did actually look at Tavanga when I was looking at Ruben Cotter, like very briefly. And I actually thought his he's, um, he's scores were not too bad. I might just look it up again. He also went off for HIA on the weekend mm. and and still scored 85. Um, he did score a good try. Uh, yeah, they're not great. 28, 43, 40. So he started slow. 76, 58, 41, 58, 85. Um, PPM between 0.9 and 1.6. Did he, score, did he score a try? Yeah, he did. He scored a try on the weekend. That's what boosted him up. Yeah. Still, yeah. It's just the minutes of the big concern there for Jazz. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I forgot about Egan. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even think about Egan when I was looking at him today. I mean, he was never really in contention, but that dual hooker with a small break even. Yeah. Handy, handy little buy. Um, mm. If you can run him for a cup, if you've got the trades to burn and you're happy to bring him in for four or five weeks, then fucking go for it. You do yeah. a lot plays, worse plays week 13 was the big one, too. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just a bit all magicked out. Uh, it was a big weekend. Voice is still a little bit hoarse. We've <laughs> consumed a lot of football, we consumed a lot of alcohol. What do you say we move on and look forward for round 11? Yes. I think that's a fucking good idea. <laughs> So what we'll do is we'll look up the matchups. I'll grab a tip from you guys and I will get a player to watch from each game from you guys as well. Um, hopefully you're all ready and you've done your homework. <laughs> Absolutely. Flying by the seat of my pants as always. Uh, round 11 kicks off with the Knights versus Broncos. Uh, both teams coming off wins in Brisbane last week. Uh, Rick, who is your tip and who is your player to watch? Uh, I think Broncos will win. 
Um, and my player to watch is Cobo, who's in fine form uh, the last three or four weeks. He couldn't he couldn't catch a fucking cold the, the first four, four weeks, five weeks. Yeah, so um, I think he'll find form and he'll score two tries against a very flimsy Knights defence. Each defence. Very cool. Uh, Rick, uh, Tom? Uh, Broncos. Tipping Broncos. the Broncos here. My player to watch, very, very left field. I'm just going to go left field all night here. Corey Oates. Corey Oates is back. Scored 94 in the weekend. I don't know what he's averaging. What is he averaging? Uh, round to be pretty high. 56.3. Three round average of 68. Corey Oates. No, I've, I haven't heard a pod mention Corey Oates all year. So there it is. Number one. First time. Love it. Love it. I'm going to tip the Broncos as well. Um, and as previously mentioned, I have quite the hard on for Adam Reynolds at the moment. Stop. My penis can only get so erect. My eyes are firmly locked on him. Um, he's a pleasure to watch in real life. He's a pleasure, pleasure to watch on TV and owning him is a pleasure at the moment. Not that I do, but I'd imagine it is for the people that do. It's too scary. He can pull out a 30. That's just like for 600 and what, what is it? 680k or something. You start off with about 440. Yeah, it would have been low, but he did have, I should have looked it up. He had some awful games this year, like super coach wise. Yeah. Um, he did have some terrible games this year. Uh, very slowly. 682,000 for a guy that was never, never been in grade. Actually, he's been pretty consistent this year. I'm lying. <laughs> I think uh, he was at the average last year, if I can remember. Uh, yeah. 50s. He's averaging 70. Mm. Well, I would have he's said he's averaging round. 50. So that's, yeah, his three round is 83. Huge. Yeah. He's four round. It's a lot higher than that. So he's got four tons, uh, three tons in four games. Anyway, A-Ray, one to watch, one to maybe consider after hearing those numbers. Uh, Tigers versus Dogs, the uh, real battle of the, the super heavyweights in the NRL. Uh, could really be anything. Uh, personnel changes at the Dogs this week with Barrett quitting slash uh, being asked to leave. Uh, this could go anywhere. Tom, who are you thinking? Togs, t- Tigers and Dogs. Jesus Christ. Uh, a draw. I'm going to call a draw. Uh, can, I call, can I just say a cool stat? Of all the games played at Magic Round on the weekend, uh, of all the players that were there, the Canterbury Bulldogs own the stat for the um, most players with their socks pulled up. I thought that was a very cool stat. So the whole players on the field with their socks pulled up goes to the Bulldogs. Um, and also there was one other thing I was going to mention. Adam Dewey. Adam Dewey looks like he could miss the rest of the year with a setback with an injury. So that only come out about half an hour ago. So, um, yeah, big news there for Adam Dewey, which I don't know how legit the source was, but, I mean, still a weird thing to, for someone to say, to make it up. Um, so, yeah, nil or draw this game. Player to watch? Uh, don't know. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Rick, Tigers, Dogs? 
Um, look, I don't really like tipping them, but I'm going with the Tigers. Uh, Jackson to Pines, my player to watch. He gets his first start of the year. Let's uh, just see if he can grab the opportunity. Um, I don't know who's he replacing. I don't know. Uh, Topine's in replacing Waddell, who's injured at the moment, but it's only short-term injury. Yeah. Look, if he plays well, Waddell hasn't done anything this year, so could uh, secure a spot. Um, so, yeah, Jackson Topine's my uh, player to watch. I like it. I actually quite like Topine. I hope he does well. I hope he locks down a spot. And if he does, I'll, I'll be getting him in as many drafts as I can. I think he's a good little player. Um, I am also tipping the Tigers. I think just so much shit going on out there at, uh, at the Bulldogs at the moment. Uh, training sessions cancelled and coaches leaving. and God knows what else is happening behind closed doors that we don't hear about. Mm. My player to watch in this one is Liddell. Um, he's back. Um, you know, we were all sort of hoping he'd, he'd kick on this season and become a, a option at hooker for us. Not quite the way we wanted it to. Picked up a couple of injuries, so he's back now. So I'll be keeping a close eye on him to see how his return goes. Any, any, any other, any other team apart from the Tigers, the Dolls could be facing 60, 70 points against them. Like that's how bad they are in. You reckon they did that this week on purpose? Get Barrett out while they're playing the Tigers, give him a week to recover, Mm. move forward from there? Yeah, yeah. Could be anything. They they did sign the Tigers, old Tigers coach, Mick Potter. Tigers. I think he was already there, wasn't he? Yeah. He was already on the staff. Assistant coach or whatever, previous, so... Um, um, there's, there's plenty of options out there for them. We might go over that real quick at the end. Uh, mm. Talk about some options. Not that it matters for us. We are super coaches, though. So if anyone knows coaching, it's the super coaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if you go on Twitter. Eels versus yeah. Manly. Uh, both teams looking to bounce back after copping magic losses on the weekend. Um, and I think the home ground advantage get the Eels home on this one. So I'm tipping the Eels. Rick, uh, who are you tipping and who's your player to watch? Um, Eels. Uh, won't be a close game. I think Papali or uh, Lil, uh, Lil Peppy, whatever, whatever you want to call it, IPAP. Um, I think he'll be the top front row forward this year, average. Um, and he'll, he'll score over 80 again this week in base. Ace power. Ace power. Big, big, big news for everyone that's on iPad. Uh, Tom, Eels versus Manly? Uh, uh, go on, Para. I missed the bait on Para. iPad, but I think he's too expensive now, which is a real shame. I bought him Maddo last week and I was mm. tossing up between Maddo and iPad. I couldn't quite afford iPad, which is a bit of a pain in the ass because then he goes and scores 120 or whatever. Mm. Uh, my player to watch is Tommy Turbo. We were at this game when the Broncos flogged Manly and Turbo, as much as they say he had a cork, there was something else. Like, I don't care. All the Twitter experts are out there saying he got he copped a cork just trying to stop a try. And it's like, 
mate, we were at the game. We saw him. There was something seriously wrong with him. He's named to play at one. If he pops out another 20, he could be 650,000 in a few weeks. <laughs> like, I know that seems crazy, but Turbo coming into the back half of the season at 650,000 is a uh, big watch. You brought him in last week. What was he? What was he last week? Nine fifty, I think. And mm. if anyone's I'll actually, oh yeah, <laughs> and paid one point two, and he's going to get down to seven fifty. Mm. No one would have held him. He had those four weeks off, so no one would have paid one point two for him and held him. But still, yeah, he's mm. been a uh, big disappointment. My um my player to watch was also Turbo, but I will move on from that for all the same reasons you brought up. Um, and I'm going to go with Maddo. Uh, starting at lock, I think it's his first official start of the year. I think he's been shifted mm. late a couple of times. But it's the first mm. time he's been named to start, which is super exciting. Um, keep in mind, it is a Maddo contract year. Nothing's been done yet. So the, he's still working for the, for the signature and some money for next year. Uh, Dragons versus Warriors. Me personally, I'm done tipping the Warriors. Every time I do, they lose. So fuck the Warriors. <laughs> Don't um, tip them. Don't gonna... tip them. I'll take them. No, nah, I'm not. I'm, I'm tipping. I'm tipping the Dragons this week. Uh, Tommy, who are you got in the Dragons versus Warriors? Oh Christ! Um, get the Warriors. Let's go on Warriors. Um, I. I am looking at Sean Johnson uh, at the moment. I know this is fucking insane. He's 300,000. 300. 300. He's a downgrade. He's a downgrade from Lachlan Elias. Plays week 13. He is a downgrade from Lachlan Elias points wise as well. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I've I've just got, I've got Lachlan Elias there in my number seven spot and I hate it. Uh, He's, I'm saving 30000 to get Sean Johnson. I'm seriously considering it. Like, I'm not playing Lockie Ilias, so I may as well save thirty k, have Sean Johnson there and play him in hope that he brings out the 2015 Sean Johnson and starts stepping yeah. people on scoring tries. But He didn't look bad in the second uh, half. He didn't look bad in the second half last week, so he's starting to... Mm. He's got 56 in Supercoach, which is not great considering he played pretty good. But still, like for 300K, mm. there's no other halfbacks out there I really want. Mitch Moses come off a 90-something. I sort of looked at him a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it's worth a gamble. Yeah, not sure. Rick, your tip is obvious. Um, your player to watch, maybe not. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> I will tip the Warriors. <laughs> and the player to watch, and for the reason is I may bring him in next week, is Reese Walsh. Um, he's showing much better form. He's showing a bit more. He seems to be the, the, the player that has the, the ball in his hands most. Uh, I don't know what his average is at the moment. I think it would be probably 60s at a guess. 
more than more than Ponga. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> going back to preseason battle, but um, I think he'll he'll knock out an eighty against a. Uh, let, let's say it like it. Dragons aren't are in the about the same quality level as the Warriors. <laughs> nil uh, all draw. Two nil all draws this weekend. Yeah, no, this is this is likely to be a 34-34 draw. They've got yeah, probably. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to keep an eye on Tato or Moan this weekend. He's starting to put together some super coach scores. He's starting to put together some NRL performances. So I'm keeping a close eye on him. I drafted him early days in a couple of rounds, and it come back to bite me in the butt. So I might have to look at picking him up on the uh, on the waivers if he starts to turn. Griffin. Griffin's going to drop him next week. You watch. He'll put it up. He'll bring back Norman. <laughs> Don't say where is, that. Where is Norman? I haven't heard about him. Selling probably. clothes somewhere, isn't he? Probably. Is, no, is he, he in the Super League? No, no, I'm in the Super League once. That's how it's going. Cowboys versus Storm. Uh, worst time to play the Storm is after a loss. But the yep. best time to play the Storm is without Pappy and Hughes. So Hughes is named, but he's in a little bit of doubt, I believe, still. Mm, um, I think they'll so play. It's going to be, yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, Ricky, Cowboys versus Storm. I'm going for the Cowboys to give the Storm their second loss in a row. Not often that happens. Um, and I think Felt will, ha- will have a field day against Meany. Jumping over the top of him, drink water to uh, Felt or Chad to Felt, whoever wants to kick it to Felt. So, um, I think two tries at least. Oh, two tries. Huge. Uh, Tommy? Melbourne. Melbourne by plenty. Uh, I'm going to Captain Munster this week. Ooh. Got a feeling. It's up there. It is up there as well. It is up there, but he's yeah. he's from up there, so it's not like he's, you know, a Canberra bloke that can't handle the heat. Mm. He can handle it. Um, Bellamy would have absolutely flogged the fuck out of them this week. And they deserved it with those blonde hair. Not terrible. Oh yeah, Melbourne was terrible. Um, and defensively, they've got to be heaps better. Uh, Munster will. Yeah, Munster might get sent off or he could score 200. So I'm banking on 200. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tip the Storm as well. I, I just don't think they lose two in a row very often. I know they don't lose two in a row very often. I don't think this is the week that that's going to happen. Uh, but I will be watching the other side of the field and keeping a very close eye on Drinkwater. Um, interested in his minute share with Hammer. And just how well he goes against these top teams. Like, he's been carving up the lower teams. So, it'll be really interesting to see how he handles the big task this week of uh, Melbourne and next week against Penrith. The Cowboys are third. Cowboys are third. So, they are one of the big teams. They're not a flesh in the pan anymore. So, no, 10 rounds in, still up there. Super impressive. Um, Sorry, he's had the last win against him. Uh, Roosters versus Panthers. Um, now, if you weren't thinking that last week's Panthers match was a grand final preview, this was everyone else's guess. Uh, both teams coming off a win. Roosters are starting to click. Um, 
How are we feeling about this one, Tom? Uh, Penrith. Penrith will win this one, uh, but it'll be a tough game. I think Roosters will put up a fight, but Penrith, are, I mean, we saw them last week. They're just about unstoppable. Um, probably the player I'm going to watch is Brian Toto. I think he's coming off back-to-back 30s, which is a really shit for my draft team. Uh, so, yeah, Brian Toto needs to start pulling his finger out because Tago and May over there on the on the left edge are, seem to be dominating and, and Toto's missing out on all the tries, uh, which is a bit of a shame. Because he's outside Crichton, so he doesn't get the ball as much. Yeah, Crichton didn't seem to get the ball too much either, though. It all went left. Um well, I mean, Tago scored two tries. I think May scored one. Uh, did Luwa score one? So, yeah, it's all going left. Dickow scored one. Yeah. Um, that's something I've noticed with the Panthers this year is they, they are happy to go left and right until they find a side that works and then they just go to that side and the other side basically is just yeah. getting them in position to, to swing wide. So that that is a frustrating downside to who is the who's the roosters right edge and left edge because melbourne were definitely weaker on that right edge um with so um, roosters right edge is crichton manu and suwali left edge is uh momorowski tupu and satili yeah which is Give it to Brian. God sucks. The reason why I've chosen Panthers and the player is Crichton for, for me. Uh, Stephen. Stephen Variety. Because I think he'll do a Stags invitation on Momo and um, he'll either score a couple of tries or, or Toto will score a couple of tries thanks to Crichton. So, um, yeah. yeah, my player to watch is Crichton, Stephen Crichton. I'm going to stick with the Premiers. I think they'll get up. They'll probably win this one by, well, I'm going to say 18 plus. Um, my player to watch, though, is Sam Walker. Uh, he's starting to settle into that creative role and letting Kiri run the sort of zero to four, zero to three tackles. Um, and just getting on the outside, getting wide, and then throwing those loopy passes. And it's starting to look good, and it's starting to pay dividends again. Um, so I'm keeping a very close eye on him. He may very well become an option if he continues to score well. He's, he's, he, had a, he had a great game last week and only scored a very nice 69. Uh, I reckon he had probably the game, best game of his season. He scored 69. He, he had that chip and chase try. Um, he is four hundred eighty thousand though, so it's pretty cheap. So yeah, that that <coughs> concerns me a little bit when they look really, really good but don't score that well. Um, he's he's one of those ones that can look like a shit game though and score that as well. Like it's, in it's saying strange. that, like, you look at Eddie's last six scores: went 87, 81, 52, 9, 66, and sixty nine. So it's pretty consistent, really. You take out that. Bulldog score is very consistent throughout the year. So, yeah. Did anyone draft him in Fig Jam? <laughs> Should I put it in the group chat? <laughs> yeah, I'll ask in the group chat. Um, Bunnies versus the Raiders, another winning combo from last weekend. Um, 
I'm thinking the milk may have gone a little bit sour in the travel back to Canberra, though, and I'm going to tip the buddies. Uh, Ricky, who have you got? Uh, I think um, Ricky's unlocked the key to not being faders. Apparently, they've got a mental coach or, some, or something. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> um, but my player to watch is Jackie Whiten. His first game back from suspension, from his uh, tip tackle, that should have got more. Um, I think he'll he'll come back strong and he'll get an 80, which will then give hope to Whiten owners or, or allure some people to, to picking up Whiten next week for his 10. <laughs> They're white in for 80 this week. White for 80. Uh, Tom, who are you looking at? Uh, well, I mean, South's going to roll him here. Uh, I can't think of his first name. Peoples from South. Yep. Uh, Pe- scored 68 when he played, I think, around one of the early rounds, round one, maybe. Uh, um, mm. Oh, was it? Oh. Thought, thought he played really early. Is this his third game there? No, no this is his second game. They played him and he wasn't registered. Yeah. Do they get to that? Do they get any... registered? <laughs> that sounds like some bush footy shit. Didn't didn't pay his subs. <laughs> Whoever whoever's doing the books down at um at the bunnies is fucked because they didn't put the Milford contract in, which cost Milford fucking huge. And then they didn't have the this people's contract submitted soon enough. And then they played him. And if they had a one, they would have the two points taken off. Wow. How does that happen in didn't it happen with Savage last last year? Like he got on the field with, when he wasn't meant to be on the field. Oh, that was different. Uh, so Savage made his NRL debut via the 18th man last year. That was but that was the... he wasn't yeah, but the um he wasn't meant to be on because the the player that got knocked out was penalized but not sin binned. Yeah. So controversy around that one as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at Peoples this week. And if he puts up another 60, he will be 100% owned next week. So, yeah, something exciting Huge. to watch for a cheapie. Uh, yeah, right. well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cross my fingers and hope that the milk has gone off and the bunnies get up in this one. Um, I'm gonna be watching Tane Milne. He bumped up a nice little score last week, and it's just you know, just a little bit of curiosity as to see how he's gonna go and if he keeps. Rolling out half-decent scores with the occasional big score, he's, he's one to look at. He might be floating around in a few uh, draft leagues as well. So there's um, something to look out for if you need some center wings. See Luttrell's, uh, in, Luttrell's in America at the moment getting um, – what's he getting, surgery or doing something fancy over there with his whatever injury he had. So, yeah, they, they sent him over for the experts over there, knee, yes. knees and hamstrings. So he, he could be out for a lot longer than what, what we're thinking. Like, I thought he was only a couple of weeks away. I don't know, maybe after first origin or something, I thought he's going to be back, but it, I reckon he could be out for a long time. Yeah, well. Don't know. Don't know. So in that case, are we um, all want Taffy, even if we don't own him? <laughs> nah. Okay. 
Everyone said that three weeks ago when Latrell was first injured and that lasted two weeks and everyone wanted to get off him again. He scored pretty well, I think. I think he scored a 60-odd toughie on the weekend. Yeah, so I think he scored a 60 in his first game and then went like 30, 20, 30 or something and then he's rolled out another 60. So Yeah. It was was 80. It was 80, but it got downgraded to 60. 60 up. 67, yeah. Still still under 400,000 for a a fullback in a gun team. Kind of disappointing. Mm. There's a lot of people sad about the fact that he's not scoring like Patrol does. Mm. Um, But, I mean, not many people can. Mm. Titans v Sharks, last game of the round. Probably the only one I'm actually going to get to watch. Um, Shout out to my brother for having a wedding during the NRL season. Um, despite the fact that this one is at Seabus, uh, which is the Titans' home ground, I will be cheering like a madman for Cronulla, um, hoping we get our little bounce back. Um, Tommy, how are you feeling about this game? Oh, all, all in on Cronulla. Cronulla are going to pump them. Uh, we can't do what we did last weekend again. Um, play to watch Lockie Miller. Just because, like, he's not a super coach option, but first game in the NRL playing at fullback, I thought that was very, very brave of them to do that. So they obviously like him. Um, and also watching Talakai, uh, should have we sold him two weeks ago? I'm kind of thinking, like, I, I sold him two weeks ago, then reversed the trade when he was like 900,000. Um, yeah, kind of wishing now that I did sell him, but once he gets that centre wing, is he a is he a season long keeper? Yeah, so Teleco is an interesting watch, and like if he has a couple of big games, he's probably a fair shout for Origin as well. So he'll be thinking about that the next two weeks. Um, yeah, Lockie Miller and Teleco are my two guys to watch. Sharks don't Rick? play. The, Sharks don't play the first round uh, first by, do they? Don't think so. I'm thinking the Sharks can't play as bad as they did two weeks in a row. Um, even if they did, they'd still probably beat Titans. Um, I think... Uh, well, I was going to say Telekoko to get 100, bounce back, but I'll also go Campbell. Uh, Jaden Campbell... To continue his tackle busting um, from last week, he looked really good, real sharp. First game back, um, I think he'll go eighty. So, what happens mm. next year when Kieran Foran comes in? How does that all work out? Warriors is going to sign Campbell. Or uh, to stash along with the other seven or eight. <laughs> How do they have Campbell, Brimson, and Sexton? Three, like we we talked about this at the game, how young their spine is or how young their whole team is. Tino, um, Sexton, Brimo, mm. uh, Preston, like oh, Preston, buddy, Campbell, <laughs> Jaden Campbell. Um, geez, they look so young. And then they're going to bring Kieran Foran in. How does that whole spine sort of itself out. I'd, well, I'd be, I'd be going AJ at 14, 
four and at six and then moving forward in a, into nine partway through bringing AJ on against the tied forwards. Like oh, it's a waste of AJ, but it's probably going to be the most effective way they can use him. Um, I don't think you can take um, Sexton out and I don't think you can take Campbell out. What's that other guy? Clark. Uh, He's not named. That's weird. Um, The halfback, he played hooker, blonde hair. He played on the weekend. Must have got injured. Oh, yeah. Tanner Boyd. Tanner Boyd. Boyd. Yeah, Tanner Boyd. Um, I reckon he's be fine. I like him. He's, He's obviously behind... Clark. Mm. Um, Seems yeah. weird because Clark's not that great. No. Nah. Oh, no, Boyd is there, 14. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> when I saw Boyd, I first that went to Shannon Boyd. That's Boyd. gone. That's <laughs> 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 going back a bit. <laughs> um, that is huge. Or Darius Boyd making a return. Mm. Shannon Boyd played for the Gold Coast, didn't he? Didn't he finish his yeah, career there? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm obviously tipping the Sharks and there's a certain Wade Graham name to start on the edge for the Sharks for the first time this year. Got the captaincy back. Um, looked a lot better last week than he did the week before and then the week before that. Uh, I'm, I'm just keen to see the way his ball playing will provide space for Talakai. Mm. Hoping provide space for Talakai. Um so that, that's, that's my one to watch there in the last game of the round. So with your tips and your lookers in mind, guys, how are we looking for trades this week? What are we thinking, Tom? Uh, I could easily do no trades this week. I think all the trades I'm going to be doing, if I, if I do any, I think they'll be luxury trades. Um, Ilias to Sean Johnson, you know, it's, it's something fun. Um, that I'd like to play around with, but I don't know whether I have the balls to do it. No real holes in my team. There's players like IPAP I'd like to get in, uh, but, you know, I'm not desperate to get them in. Um, like, I've, they're too expensive anyway. I can't get them in. Even if I wanted to, I'd have to sell a gun. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's any players that are must-buys at the moment. Um, a couple of luxury trades and and buy planning, like... I was looking at um, like SJ and, and Jazz Tabunga or Ruben Cotter um, planning for that week 13. But yeah, probably won't do any. I'm not completely sold on that yet, but probably won't do any. Fair enough. Rick? Um, look, at the moment, I'm just making the one trade. And again, it's, it's like Tom, it's more of a, not not really needed trade, but keeping an eye to the round thirteen buy. Um, I'm I'm getting sick of two luggy, so he's going to shit the bed and out the door. And uh, I'm bringing in Butcher from the Roosters. Um, I probably won't play him until the round thirteen because uh, my second row is quite handy. At the moment, um, so it's more a case of a three hundred fifty thousand dollar person sitting on the bench, and hopefully gaining a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand, and and being a number um, during the origin time. Yeah, nice. 
I like it. I like it. I am calling my trades this week. Go Turbo! I'm trading out Turbo and Talakai. That's that. It's so much like Ado then. <laughs> Go we heard, Turbo! We heard that um, so many times on the weekend. Oh, it was great. <laughs> that's a magic. That's a magic round joke for those of you that were there. Yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, moving out Turbo and Talakai, trying to stem the uh, cash bleed. Yes, I brought Turbo in last week, so I've made two trades and lost. What, 80K on him? Yes. Fucking <laughs> going well. Um, but I'm looking at bringing back in Moses and getting Maddo. So not so much looking for round 13. Now I've got nine decent options for round 13 and I'll probably get another two or three in the form of Cowboys players over the next week or two. Um, Does Moses play 13? No, no, they play the next one. But they have a really good draw, Paramount. So... I'm looking at him maybe next week. Yeah, he was one I sort of thought about too. I want to move on from Lockie Elias, but mm. yeah, I would need to downgrade somewhere to get Moses. Mm. He's got a 53 break, yeah, even. You could probably wait a week on him. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, only, I only sold him, what, four weeks ago or something at 700K and he's... Down to four, yeah. five hundred and something. So it's yeah, a little, right. little dip and dive, um, mm. which means that I'm only running one gun fullback in the form of Nico Hines um, with Moses and Cleary in my halves. That's at this stage. We'll see how we go. These things tend to change um, <laughs> as they do. Speaking of things that tend to change, it's the Week goes on. Let's get your captains and your vice captains. Uh, Rick? Um, I'm going to play it relatively safe and go Grant into Hines. Um, I think that Hines is probably the the best captaincy option for the round against a, a shit Titans team. Um yeah. So um, Grant could go 120, 130 if, if Storm bounce back hard. If they do, I'll pro- probably loop at 120 because I don't have I don't have any uh, a nightmare type players that will be on my bench. I don't think. Um, maybe Violia, yeah. so it, uh, a nightmare, but that's about it. Tom, I am going to a wild one. I'm going to VC Katoni Stags against Newcastle, and I think I'll captain Munster. I don't know. I'm at the stage now. I am dropping ranks. Like I haven't, I haven't seen Green Arrow since week four. Was that when you I mean, hit that? Bit? <sighs> I was coming 180th and now I'm coming 5,000th. So I'm just going to have fun with it. I'm going to VC Katoni and I'm going to Captain Munster. If I change my mind, I'll Captain Nico. But I think I'm just going to have fun from now on. Captain Munster. Hope for the best. Yeah. Um, I I looked at a couple of options. Grant, Munster. uh, Thought about Cleary, but decided to stay away from him. Um, he wouldn't be bad, actually. I don't mind Cleary this week. I think you'll be all right. Yeah, 
yeah, it's a fair shout. I just wanted to VC Moses, um, and I've got the C on Heinz. So I think that'll be, yeah, some sort of combination. I think Heinz playing last game on Friday, a lot of people will be jumping on him as a captain option this week. Um, although I heard someone say or mention that he doesn't tend to score very well unless they're at Shark Park. So I haven't looked at that myself, um, but I heard that in another podcast. So that's something to keep in mind to do a little bit of your own research if you want. Hmm. Um, just see where his scores line up. But that just about wraps us up for our Magic Round review and our Round 11 preview. Uh, thanks for coming on, guys, as always. Um, thanks to the listeners, as always, for putting us in your ear holes, um, grinding through this that we do just for the love of it. Um, even if you guys weren't listening, we'd probably still be here. So do your own thing. Nah, keep listening. We love you. Um, keep interacting. We love that too. Get on the pages, get in the group chats um, and get out there and get trade active too in, in those leagues. There's been a few trades getting around now, getting to the back end of the season. Um, and I'm working on a little concept for a draft league next year. We'll talk more about that at the end of the season and get you guys excited for oh, season yes. 2023. All right. Sounds exciting. Super exciting. Don't ask for you. We'll see how we go. So thanks, guys. Um, remember, I should be, I should be, be in the mood because uh, I mean, my round was epic last, last round. So zooming yeah, up, beat all of us. Zooming up the ranks. I'm into the top five thousand now. <laughs>